Good evening and welcome to the December 6th meeting of the planning board. Um, tonight we have, let's see if I even got my stuff in front of me. Okay. So this evening we have um, two items that we're gonna be looking at on our agenda. We're gonna begin with a public hearing on a, um, a zoning uh, amendment, a proposed zoning amendment um, that will be taken up at uh, next week's special town meeting on the 13th. Um, and uh, to that end, I am going to, um, this is a public hearing, so we're gonna open the public hearing to discuss the zoning amendment. Um, so the purpose of this particular amendment um, was proposed by the board of um, the board of selectmen because that specific name, board of selectmen, has always reflected, um, I guess we'd say a male, uh, uh, a male uh, persona, and not the um, male and female. Um, membership of the board so from time to time. So the decision was made some time ago to change, to officially change the name to the select board. And that had been agreed some time ago by the select board. And um, in order to make it official, we need to go through all of our, our charter and our general bylaws and our zoning bylaw to officially change every reference in the bylaw from board of selectmen to select board. Um, and I'm gonna let Molly take it from here. Uh, so that's basically what this is doing. And because there's a big chunk of this that deals with the zoning bylaws, um, and th that's the piece that the planning board will sponsor at town meeting. And um, to that end, I think Molly, you had a, a presentation that you wanted to make. Yeah, not really a presentation. I just um, wanted to show you guys the advertisement, which as Angela just said, is replacing the terms board of selectmen and selectmen with select board and fixing any um, instances around that that could become confusing when you change that. Um, there really wasn't actually as much in the zoning bylaw as I thought. So um, I think I have like, there's random sections here where I've been changing it, but um, I wanna say it was less than 20 times in the zoning bylaw that it needed to be changed. So that's, and there wasn't anything um, major around that either. So this is just a list of where it has been changed. Um, and the, the, the accompanying changes are also happening in the general bylaw, but that does not require a public hearing at the planning board, this is just for uh, the zoning bylaw. And I'm assuming in the charter as well, but I think those are changes that came there made elsewhere. Yeah, and I don't think those changes will be at town meeting, just these in the um, right. general bylaw. Right. So it's pretty simple, straightforward, um, but a process that we need to publicly advertise and have the planning board vote to recommend. So um, to that end, I would ask, any of the board members, if they have any comments or questions about that. Pretty straightforward. 
the most simple zoning bylaw change we've done in a while, right? Yeah. So if we missed one, does that is that a problem or? I've double checked and I will check one more time for good measure, but I don't believe we've missed one. Thank goodness for uh, word search. Sure. <laughs> exactly. And did you search for men and man? Yes. Mm -hmm. All iterations. Okay. Yeah, I have no, I have no problem with this. So. Yeah. Seems fine. Yep. Are you open, open it to the public or something, or is it? Is anybody here I'm for sorry, it? No. Is there anybody here to talk about it, or do we? That's have to... what I, I thought after I, I, um, I. I referred it to you that I would uh, certainly open it up for public comment if there's, you know, if there are any members of the public that are here and are, you know, regardless of what reason you're here for, <laughs> if there are any residents of the town that um, are here and have any questions about it, I would welcome any feedback or questions at this time. And Seeing none, it appears. No hands. Okay. Then we can assume that uh, that there are no questions on that. And to that end, I would um, I'd like to ask for a motion to recommend favorable action on this at the special town meeting next week. Um, from the planning board to, to the uh, town meeting members. Would anyone like to make that motion? So is the motion to adopt the zone The motion change? is to recommend favorable action. Okay, I'll make a motion to recommend favorable action on this, their petition number. Uh, no, it's just a zoning bylaw change. And the zoning bylaw change too. I mean, as an article number, I think it was it article. Is it eleven? I think it's eleven. Is it? I don't have the article number because they kept changing. All right. So, well, but it is the, the only zoning bylaw article number <laughs> there. The zoning yeah. article to change select men to select board. No, you're right. Board. Exactly. Board of select men, right to select board. Correct. Um, and. Thank you for that motion. Can I have a second, please? Second. Okay, and all in favor? I'm an aye. Uh, Bill, obviously. Aye. aye, Dave. Aye. Uh, Ted. Aye. And Mike. Aye. Aye, okay. Great, so um, that is uh, so moved and we can close the public hearing on on this, um, on the, the zoning bylaw change and move on with our regularly scheduled planning board uh, meeting. Moving right to the site plan at hand, the topic at hand, which is a discussion of um, site plan review for petition 21-26 by Pine Street Development, LLC, care of Bill Quinn, Esquire, pardon me, um, I'm sure you've noticed we've got two Bill Quinns here tonight. So that's something that 
you don't see every day. But welcome, um, Attorney Quinn. And this is um, permit request, a use special permit, dimensional special permit, site plan special permit, and a dimensional variance for the demolition and construction of a four-story mixed commercial and residential building with ground floor retail and 33 residential units uh, located at 12 to 14 Pine Street. Um, because there is, um, there are several um, types of relief being requested here, not just site plan special permit. The planning board is going to review this strictly to recommend, um, uh, to make recommendations, I should say, on the on the uh, on site plan to the zoning board of appeals, who is the permit granting authority in this case. So, to that end, um, Mr. Quinn, would you like to? Or whoever's going to, is it um, Mr. Pittman or I'm not sure who's going to present, but whoever would like to begin, please go ahead. All right. Hi, I'm attorney Bill Quinn. No relative to your board member, although it'd be a pleasure to meet him. <laughs> I, feel um, like, I feel like I almost need to recuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for having us tonight. And uh, I represent the would hopefully the purchaser from the current owner who wants to develop the property. My client, Mr. Alec Venue is a uh, well-known quantity, grew up in Swampscott, has lived there for years, has done some other projects that have turned out very well in town and uh, knows the community, knows the neighborhood. Um, Peter Pittman is our architect from Pittman Wardley of Salem, excellent architects, and he's done a beautiful set of plans for us. Uh, and I'm, I'm not gonna talk a long time because I wanna let him speak because he's more articulate than I, but he'll also introduce you as necessary to our site engineer or any other experts that are attending tonight that can answer your questions. I'm sure you all remember and are familiar with this property on Pine, between Pine and Erie, also bordered by a, um, an old water viaduct underground drainage culvert that runs through this neighborhood. And I've been told all the way to the ocean, although I'm not, I can't confirm that myself. Um, the property has been used since the 1940s when it was permitted as a factory for heavy, fairly heavy commercial uses. They've had factory uses. They've had a car dealership, Boomer Oil, had its headquarters and trucks there for years. And in, I think it's 2016 was granted a special permit for uses for light motor vehicle repair and, and automotive services. They um, came back or the neighbors brought them back to uh, the board of appeals in 2017 because of, uh, you know, disputes over late night noise, gathering of crowds, heavy equipment that shouldn't have been on the site, on the site. And so though, that's the history of permitting that I'm familiar with. I don't believe there have been any other hearings or permits for the property, but it's basically operated in the same way since. Um, my client is interested in developing a first class apartment building with a commercial store on the first, first floor and indoor parking. Um, it's an expensive site to redevelop. It's all totally paved and cement, got to be ripped out. It's going to be a lot of site work. We're not sure yet about the uh, soil conditions in terms of past 
possibilities of pollution that's just being investigated. But um, they've developed a significant building, which is what they believe they need to get permission for to make the property work in an economic sense for the development of 33 one and two bedroom apartments, uh, totally safe, totally up to code, all the modern conveniences and two blocks from the train station. Um, we are here tonight because the special permit, one of the special permits we need is for site plan review. We've also asked for several dimensional special permit allowances for a use special permit. And we believe that we are going to have to ask the Board of Appeals for a couple of variances, one for maximum lot coverage in excess of the allowed maximum and one relating, well, two probably relating to the height, both in terms of stories, which is limited to two, and we wanna build four, and the height of the building, which is limited even on the dimensional expansion to 42 feet, according to the building inspector. And our architects have done everything they can, and they can explain to you what they've done to try and keep this building as close to the legal maximum as possible, but it's, turned out that between being in a floodplain and other construction issues, it's gonna be about 46 feet and a couple of inches tall. So that's not a final design and based on our hearing here and what the Board of Appeals changes may be made, but that's what we're proposing. So we're here to get your reactions, take, take account of what you are concerned about. My client has had one neighborhood meeting. He had an open house with, uh, a number of the neighbors last week. Uh, we got a lot of commentary. We got a lot of suggestions. We got some critiques about issues that uh, people felt we should be concerned about. And we're going to try to uh, professionally address all of those concerns as we go. But tonight it's basically the site plan special permit, which has been filed with you. I believe the architectural plans that complement it. So you can see what we're talking about have also been filed with you. And unless you have any questions of me right off the bat, I just as soon turn it over to Mr. Pittman and ask him to take the screen over and describe the project for you and answer your questions. Good evening, everyone. Mar Marissa, can I uh, uh, share my screen? Yeah, you should have full privilege if um, the button is down there on the bottom Got of it. the menu. There you go. Okay, so I'm going to start off. Good evening, everyone. Great seeing you all again. Um, going over just some of the, the facts and figures of the property. It's a it's a, a fifteen thousand six hundred square foot lot. The footprint is fourteen thousand square feet. The first floor is going to have a twenty six hundred square foot retail space, and the balance is all parking and lobby uh, stair towers. The essentials. Uh, the second and third and fourth floors are all residential units and the mix, there are 11 units per floor and the mix are, are uh, 24 one bedrooms, nine 
two bedrooms. So it's market rate housing, um, but given that configuration, it, it is going to be a workforce. And these are actually, as you'll see when we go through, these are not micro units. These are, these are all no, uh, comfortably sized, and we'll go over that as we go through. I think everyone's familiar with the lot uh, location uh, right next to uh, the VFW hall. Here you have Pine Street, Erie, runs into Lynn. This is the VFW. So as a uh, corner lot, there is no front setback and there are no side setback requirements. The town does own this culvert, which you'll see in more detail. So that is town property there. And the town actually owns the VFW, uh, so that's town property as well. <coughs> the dark lines, the property lines, as we go around, the way you'd enter the building, this is your main entrance, both to get to the residential units and into the, the retail space, and then the handicap ramp accessible here gets you again both to the retail space and into the vestibule for the housing. Trash is going to be in a garage, so there will be no outside dumpsters. It'll all be contained inside. The only other feature on the lot will be a transformer in this corner. Uh, there's not a lot of green space for us to work with. Uh, there will be a little bit on the perimeter. We added some planters up front. Mm -hmm but it's pretty much a zero setback. We will have some plantings in, in these niches as we, as we work our way around the building. The way you get into the building from a vehicular standpoint, you come down Airy, and here's the entrance into the garage bay. One of the things that you'll see as we go through elevations, uh, we are up uh, a fair distance at this end, about four feet above the sidewalk. And the reason for that is, and we'll go over that when we talk about exterior elevations, uh, the floodplain. Floodplain in this area is 14 feet. So we're mandated that the first floor needs to be at 15 feet or one foot above floodplain. Our civil engineers worked out the grades here. And right now we have uh, 33 parking spaces. We are proposing one parking space per dwelling unit, uh, considering the vast majority of the dwelling units are single bedroom. This is the same drawing again, just a little bit less of the technical information. The storm drainage will be handled uh, with a Cultep type subsurface system in the garage. And one of the things that the neighbors brought up to us was some questions about sewage. So we're going to be working with the city on, on resolving that or better understanding that. <coughs> 
issue. This is just the existing structure. So it covered in the in the lots all asphalt. First floor from the architectural standpoint, again, this is your your lobby. This will be refined a little bit further. Um, take it a little bit more, uh, a little more space for the lobby, but that's work in progress. Here are the units. Now, you can see that this is a uh, corner. So you have, you come in off the lobby here. You have a nice kitchen. This is actually a, a luxury kitchen given the size of the island. Dining area, living. Bedroom number one, your mechanicals. Bedroom number two. There's only a single uh, bathroom in these units. And then there's a little home office. This one is a typical um, one bedroom. So again, we're not skimping on the, on the kitchens. It's not a micro unit. Bedroom, walk-in closet, and this one's home office is off the bedroom. There are no outside balconies, uh, no outside space off of the individual units. But there is a, a common roof deck up on the top. There will also be mechanical fields, two of them, here and here. And um, we're going to work with the neighbors on those concerns about privacy and screening. So we're going to work with them on that. Here you can see the challenge. Uh, as you drive by, you may perceive it as not a particularly sloped <laughs> site, but you can see it's got quite a pitch to it. This is the retail space, the building entrance, the accessible ramp area. And then we're trying to work in as many, as much in the way of plantings as we can get given the constraints and restraints. Councilor talked about the, the challenges of, of height. Obviously, this is dictated. We can't, we can't lower this building down from, from that elevation 15. So that's, that's our starting point. And as you can see, that starting point puts us already four feet um, uh, at a disadvantage here. These are not uh, tall ceilings. There's no cathedrals. These are all pretty standard eight foot, one inch, uh, even on the retail space. So each one of these are eight, eight foot, one inch. We're only allowing two feet for uh, constructability. That's your beams, your floor thickness, floor thickness um, and HVAC equipment, as well as any duct work. So we're already very tight on that floor. The contractor does feel that he can skinny that up a little bit, but uh, 
we certainly don't want to go less than eight feet for our finish ceiling heights. So that puts it at about 10 feet for each one of the floors. Uh, we do have a little decorative parapet up here, but it's two feet or less. So it doesn't count as the roof plane, the main roof, what you see over here predominantly going around is, is where that is dimensionally come from. So from the lowest point um, where the building meets the property to the highest part of the roof, the main roof is 46.3. So there is a offset of eight feet. Um, and the owner can talk to you a little bit about where that number came from. So if we were going the offset because of the floodplain allowance um, from that offset, we're at 35.3, which that could easily be refined down to be under 35. The windows are all simulated true divided light. The, the roof deck would be way back from the building's edge. So we'll, we'll do a site study, site line study to show that you won't see the people up there. This is a head house for the stairs and elevator machine room. Again, those are set, set back. Uh, these are in the middle of the building. This is in the back of the building. This is the Airy Street. Uh, the garage is, is not mechanically vented. It's, it's all open uh, with a grill um, to basically look like mullions as it goes around. This is for the dumpster in here, and then this is for the vehicular traffic to get into the parking garage. In reality, this is the other side of the building, um, but you might refer to it also as the as the rear elevation. Again, this is all open. This is the elevation facing the VFW. Again, this is the challenge of being in the floodplain. As you drive down Pine Street, coming from the train station. As you turn around and go back towards the train station. So this is intended to be a neighborhood store. It's at 2,600 square feet. It may even net out less than that once we're done with vestibules and mechanicals. And that's what I have for you today. As council pointed out, uh, I am joined here with the civil engineer. Do you have any technical questions? Back to you, Bill. Okay, well, I, I assume the chair would like to get comments from her members. Sorry, I was muted. Um, well, I, the question that I have is um, on the application, there's some information that's not filled out. So um, 
So you're saying that that the building takes up entire site. So how much open space is there? Because there's no open space calculation at all. So you must have a little bit of area that's green someplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, we'll fill that in. It was uh, being worked on when I was getting this application together. Peter, do you know what that is? Or does the engineer I, know? I don't, maybe uh, Chi Man, the civil engineer does, but I can show you. There's this triangle across the, the back or the other side. There's a strip along the, the whole back. Everything around the transformer would be green. We have these two planters here and here. And then we have small little gardens where these niches are recessed back into the building. I think you mentioned I the number target, of, of 15.5% building is 14. Allowed. Yeah, the, the, the lot is about 15,679 square foot and the, the footprint is roughly about 14,000 square foot. So so roughly about, you know, 1,600 square foot or so open space on the site. Well, open space meaning green space, something that's not paved and where there's actual greenery. That's what we consider yeah. open space. It can't be anything that's paved. Exactly. Um, I mean, the um, the site, pretty much the building encompassed majority of the site, except for the driveway. So the rest of the space is going to be the green space and on the, around the perimeter on the uh, property edge. So if I'm looking at, um, if I'm looking for a landscape plan, um, and it's just essentially the little little bits of this little corner and the little bits of trees in the front. That's basically it. You said that the, the transformer was, was covered. Is there buffering around the transformer? Well, at this point, um, we is a placeholder for a transformer um, because we have not had the, had the direct dialogue with the power company. So we don't know if we need a transformer on site, but uh, we do um, put a place for it for now. And uh, if there is a transformer, it will be a print around to hire. Um, so just confirming also there are 33 units here, right? Because somewhere I read 34 and it might've just been a typo. That's 33. Yeah, I see. Yes, yeah, so it's 33. Okay, it's in the statement of grounds for approval. That's where it is. Okay, so 33 it is. Was it 33 residential units and the, the, the commercial one is separate? Is that where you get the 34 maybe? Yeah. Okay, so um, you said that the, the which, so that's one spot per unit. Um, and in terms of, um, obviously it's a 1.5 that's required on a site um, the size. So, um, where is the parking for the commercial business? To people that work there, um, you know, anyone, I don't know what they're, you're thinking, you know, a store, are you thinking like a little, um, I mean, do you have a tenant first of all, or something in mind, or, or are you targeting this use towards like a, towards a convenience store or a little market for people to, you know, get groceries. What, what do you, what did you have in mind? Like what's, what would be your plan? What kind of a tenant would you go after? 
it's the the intent here is that it's a community store so it would be everything from daily like a convenience store everything from daily um you know hygiene snacks there may be some prepared foods uh pre uh, that are all prepared off-site and brought here right. and then um some some sort of wine and beer component to it as well okay thank you so and, and again so there's no parking then for the employees or or anyone that that works there no all the all the parking would be would be um on on the street on the street okay and um and that would go for guests and any overflow of uh people that have more than one car and so forth That correct? Yes. Yes. No, yes. there's just no other. There's no other plan for parking anywhere. There, there's there's no other space on the property okay. for any additional parking. Okay. Um, in looking at, um, I don't know whether you know if any of the board members want to jump in, go right ahead. So I'm just going to look at it from. What we are going, to, what we're supposed to be reviewing, which is commercial site plan. Can I ask um, some questions first? Yeah, please. So the um, so the you're looking for actual variances or, or waivers, or is it just uh, reliefs? You need a real variance. Yeah, variance on height. Well, we're probably going to need variances on height, both feet and stories, and I believe we need one for maximum open space. Or maximum lot coverage, which is the reverse. Right. But uh... <clears throat> yeah, so it looks like so. So you know that variances are hard and far and few between in town. You're aware of that, I'm sure. The zoning yeah, board no, doesn't. We we are we, yeah. we're familiar with that, and we've briefed the the ownership team on that. Okay. Um, so, and there's nothing we can do to help you there. Like that's kind of what zoning will take a look at. So I just wanted to make sure they are in fact variances, not just uh, relief on some of the stuff. So you actually yep. need full variances on that. Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, one was for maximum lot coverage, which I think given the numbers is around 11% um, compared to the 15. The other one was for height, two to four stories and 42 feet. Uh, is, does that need to, uh, Angela, help me out here, the, the headspace and the elevator shafts, is that counted in? Um, in no, those are, those are counted. Okay. Um, what they are allowed is because it's, they're in the flood zone, um, they are allowed to um, increase the, um, you know, increase the, 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 the base, the floorboard of the, of the, you know, the base of the building up a couple of feet. So I think it's, a, you know, you'd be allowed something like three extra feet at the height, but you need a lot more than that. So essentially, um, <clears throat> number of, it's a lot, it's two and a half stories or 35 feet. In this 35 area. feet from the center point of the foundation ground or something. Right. You might gain a couple of feet there, but he's still over. Yeah, it's still, um, it's it's four full stories. So it's really um, quite a bit taller than it 
than it uh, should be. Um, yeah. And then you also need a fourth variance for the parking. All right. Or is that a permit? Wrong? I think that's so a special, special permit. Um, you know, I'm not, um, yeah. The parking, you know, clearly is not, it does, it's, doesn't meet um, site plan yeah. criteria, so. Yeah, so how much can they go on a special permit? Is that the same 20% rule? For parking, it's a discretionary um, item for the Board of Zoning Appeals. In Chapter 3, I believe it's point one. there's criteria, criteria for how they consider reduced parking, okay. but they have flexibility in that number. All right. Um, and then the last question we said is market rate, but does this fall under the inclusionary zoning? Yes, it does. It does, but only 10%. Yeah. 10%, so that's three units affordable. It yes. actually would be, yeah, it would be three units. So, okay, so let's let's look at let's look at that then in terms of I'm gonna back up and just strictly look at site plan review. Okay, so if we look at this building from a social, economic, or community need, um, I know you, you did you did provide a uh, statement that uh, grounds for approvals for multifamily development. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have to say that I um, uh, made several findings of your own here that uh, I I would have to say I don't um, necessarily uh, fully agree with um, in terms of. Um, Social, economic, or community needs that are that are met by the project. Um, there are. I'm looking at this strictly as a you know a very dense project that you know encompasses essentially the entire lot. There's you know, we're literally out to the sidewalk. There might be a couple of trees. Um, this isn't a statement on the building itself. It's a statement on this building, and it's literally sitting on this entire lot. And um, I noticed that in some of the illustrations, you there could be kind of a you know um, budding properties, but this is it's grossly out of scale with the buildings around it um, from that perspective. Um, the town has, um, the town is in the midst of looking at quite a few, several very large projects right now. I mean, some of which you're, I'm sure you're very familiar with um, that are both fully affordable and extremely dense and um, are, you know, really addressing the, the needs for compact housing and affordable housing. Um, in this actual, one of them being in this area. So, you know, my, I, I'd have a really hard time saying that this is kind of meeting a need. If anything, it's, um, it's, it's adding a, some more congestion to a, a, to a neighborhood that is already um, uh, going to be experiencing some pretty serious congestion. So um, that's, yeah, I, I have a, an issue with that. Um, one of the, I will say one of the, the, the things that you brought up, which, you know, I, I can, I, I understand this discussion about, you know, what's there now with this dilapidated thing and there's noise and there's this and there's that. And this one 
won't be as detrimental. I mean, you know, when we look at um, planning and zoning issues, you know, we don't look at it. We can't use the fault of the existing property as a reason to build a different property. So that's that's not. We just take the existing structure out of it completely because that's not what's happening here. So that's used, you know, throughout this um, statement several times as as a reason for making a change. That this thing will, you know, this this much larger structure will, you know, eventually be less detrimental. And you know, I want I I'd like to see a structure that's just not detrimental, plain old not detrimental. And um, instead of just being better than what's currently there, so um, that's just a that's a concern of mine. Um, you know, clearly you need like you really need sixty three spaces. You've got thirty three. Um, uh, do we have any kind of a traffic study? As I meant to ask you that earlier, and maybe you, you sent something and I didn't see it, which is possible. Uh, did we do any kind of a traffic study? I don't believe we've done that to date, no. Okay, all right. Um, so, and also, do we have any kind of an illustration that, that shows, the, uh, shows this in its context, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the actual uh, dimension of the abutting properties? We, we can easily supply that. I don't think we filed that yet, but we can supply it. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, and also I'd like to figure out, so on, on the front of the building, the address will be Pine Street, is that right? So it's not an Erie Street address, it's a Pine Street address. That is correct. Okay. And, and the building itself is quite, you know, it's it's 186 feet long. Um, that's a, that's you know, it's a couple of blocks long, and it's it's without being broken up at all. So, it's that's another um, piece of it that that makes it very dense. And I know you're trying to get, you know, you have some underground parking, and you're trying to get a retail space in there, which, you know, is definitely important. Um, you know, I, I I'm very um, Supportive of the mixed use uh, piece of this, um, especially if it was a neighborhood market, as Mr. Pittman has said, because I think that what often helps with a dense building that is short on parking is having something convenient right there. So you're there, it sort of you know tends to eliminate a lot of those extra trips in and out, and in and out, um, when you might have something you know right there at hand. So that's that's um, that's a good thing. Um, but the number of units, I find really concerning and and I don't find that under our current circumstances and what's our reality on the ground in Swampscott right now, it really doesn't meet our needs in that respect. Um, so that's a concern of mine. Um, you know, in, as far as compliance with the provisions of the zoning bylaw, you know, clearly you need a lot of um, you needed a lot of relief that we're we're, we're in, obviously can't give you, including parking and um, landscaping relief. So um, those are those are tough things to um, 
those are tough things to accomplish here just because you just, you know, I, I, I recognize the reason you're, you'd be putting up 33 units is because you're trying to make the project financially viable. I mean, that's clear. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of money paid for the property and I'm guessing that, you know, just to have a reasonable return on your investment, that's kind of what you came up with in terms of the number of units you need. So, um, but it's, um, it, that, it's gonna be a tough sell here, um, quite frankly. Um, I don't, any other board members have any thoughts? These are all rental units, correct? Not condos? That's still being evaluated by the yeah. by the ownership team. They have, they're looking at it both ways, but they haven't given uh, a clear signal yet as to which way they, they prefer to go. And I think they're also open to input from the neighborhood and from the various boards as to what they feel would be better. Got it, okay. My, my initial thought is that, I mean, I actually have like fewer questions than typical because it it doesn't seem like there's many options here. I mean, like one thing I'll certainly say is that the team has done an admirable job of figuring out how to make this, you know, make a, an economically feasible project fit into this space. Um, you know, I, I know Angela has certainly addressed a lot of the concerns of whether or not it actually does fit, but it's tough to, you know, usually we're coming up with all sorts of alternatives and well, what if you move this or change that? And I don't see much opportunity for that here because of the constraints of the space. Um, I don't know if anyone else feels differently and can be more creative than I can, but it sort of seems like, you know, if we're talking about a project like this, there's not much to do based on the constraints of the space. It's kind of my initial thought. That's that's exactly right. If you run the numbers, you've got 18 feet here for a parking space. You've got two-way vehicular circulation, and then another 18 feet for the parking space. Uh, the the retail space is is not luxurious. Uh, 2,500, 2,600 for a a retail space is is really quite modest, um, and supports. And then again, here, if you look at the the room layout, these aren't tiny micro units, but they're not they're not really huge units. You got uh, eleven by fourteen bedrooms. You got a nice big open concept layout, but uh, again, then you're right into your your wall thickness and the next the next unit. So Zach, what's the square footage on the typical units? Um, so you have. You have one bedroom units that range anywhere from uh, 890 square feet to almost 1200 square feet for one bedroom units. You've got two bedrooms that are ranging from 13 to 1800 square feet, which are, you know, quite a, quite a nice, quite a nice unit. So these, these aren't um, small units, but uh, the math on the first floor dictates a lot of what's going on up here. We did opt out of balconies and some of those other features um, just because there, there, there wasn't a perceived value to that. And we were concerned uh, for the neighborhood. So 
Dave, you're exactly right. Um, some time ago, we had um, we had preliminary idea for this lot um, that was uh, quite a bit smaller and set back from the street. Even it was so long ago, I can't even remember exactly when it was. Um, I don't know what has changed in the meantime. Um, if, I, if I look at uh, something like this, you know, I'd love to see this be a, a, a place that had retail on the first floor, but was almost like a courtyard type building where the green space is on the inside and it's, you know, two, <laughs> you know, two and a half stories or three stories tall. Um, and you know, just had uh, a, a vastly, um, maybe I have a, probably half the number of units um, that it currently has. Um, so what was the decision that, that drove um, to, you know, to this many units? I mean, is it, I, I, what was the decision to go to 33 units? Alec, you wanna? Answer that. Are you on? Um, Angela, I don't. I don't have access to the pro forma, and and nor have I seen that or been been read in on that. Peter, Peter, this is this is Mike Vino talking. Oh, um, hey, how are you? Um, yeah. So it was mostly driven by the economics of the project. Um, you know, we we've developed quite a few projects over the past six to twelve months. And what we've seen since COVID, especially, has been an uptick in um, construction costs, a serious uptick. That includes material and labor, just from availability standpoint. We've seen a lot of the lead times have increased, um, material supply is down, and even labor is tougher to find. So it's strictly driven by uh, the economics of the project, the unit count, that is. Right. And the cost of the of the site, I'm sure, as you know, when it was purchased in um, 2016, um, and over the course of five years, it would more than um, the current current owners paid more than double the price that was paid in 2016. So I know it's a very expensive lot, um, and you knew that they were it's sitting on uh, Stacy's Brook, so there were going to be issues in terms of how to develop it. So it was, you know. You can see from the get-go, this is going to be a, a very expensive um, site to develop. And the other thing that we, you know, considered was that, you know, the proximity to the commuter rail and public transportation. So when we when we kind of designed this, because we, you know, because this building was closer to the commuter rail station uh, and walking distance, in fact, that's another reason why, for example. Um, we put a little bit higher de density on this. Oh, sorry, my dog's barking. But um, but that was another factor that played into this. Okay. Was the uh, was the um, was the fact that we were in proximity to public transportation. Right. Both the communal rail and bus line. Right. And there's a lot of amenities within a couple of blocks from uh, pizza, a great restaurant. Uh, salons, barber shops. Um, there's a small package store uh, underneath the train trussel. So there's there there are quite a 
number of small shops and amenities in in the neighborhood uh, that doesn't facilitate having to go down to Vinton Square. Right. Um, but you're, I'm sure you are all aware of a, a very large um, project that's being proposed for um, Elm Place right next to the train station um, with 120 units. So, um, you know, more density in this area is, is becomes, um, uh, it's just a concern at this, at this stage. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, there's no point in saying more than that. Um, you know, neighborhood character and uh, social structures. I mean, you know, I, I think it's, uh, would it be great to have kind of, you know, a nice little park there for the people who live around there? Sure. That's, you know, that's that's a real luxury. Um, so I just think it's, it's tough for a neighborhood that's already, um, you know, experienced a lot of growth and will no doubt continue to do so um, to have a very large building um, that is, it's really, um, you know, it really, it takes up, the massing is, is so dense right along, right on the street with no setback and no break in the building and the height and all that. So, you know, I, I see that as being something that could really affect the uh, neighborhood character. Um, okay, so, what else from the board? A few questions. Please. Or comments. Um, this one's for Molly. Uh, that, the building next door, that's a two family, right? Not a multifamily? It is a two family. Okay, so that rule that we had in the previous development in this neighborhood doesn't apply, right? Correct. Okay, just checking. Um, have we gotten comments back from, did I miss this? The fire department, DPW, those folks. Marissa can confirm. Um, I know the applicant has been working with DPW and has met with them, but I don't think we have official comments from Gino. Um, Marissa, did fire get back to us? I know I no. gave them a set of new plans today. They did not, neither did police or health. Oh no, uh, health did, I think Jeff did. Um, but uh, no, fire did not. They can be hard to track down. Gotcha. But, um, I will hound them. Okay. Yeah. And just with the height, I know it's 40, whatever, 46 feet, probably one of the taller buildings in town then. So they might have a comment. And then uh, DPW should probably have comments given that Stacy's Brook is behind the building, right? Under the building, I guess. So. Yeah, they've been made aware, um, and because of the work going on down the street, kind of coordinating that process. Gotcha. So Gino is definitely aware and, and involved. Okay. But we will get official comments from Gino. Yeah, I, I'd like to have more information on what's going on um, down the street at the um, other site that's being developed right now or seen out once. I know there have been issues during the demolition and that affect the um, natural environment, let's put it that way. So we need more information on that. Um, yeah, and then like regarding the stormwater runoff. Right. Uh, you know, how it interfaces with that culvert, if at all. Uh, I saw like a retention 
system under the building and then how that interfaces that's important for sure in that area so uh, what else uh, i wanted to second angela's thought about having the rendering or the elevations have context in them especially because of the, the two family house that's basically immediately adjacent to this i'm less concerned with the vfw side but i'm also concerned with the neighbors across the street because uh, i walked the site today and I think those neighbors are north of this building. So there could be some shadow impacts on those houses potentially. So just something to think about with the height, the shadows on, especially the houses across the street. Um, it'd be good to see the context there. So, um, and then the affordable housing portion, we touched on this. So the three units are required to be, how does that work for this building? Correct. They are required. Yeah. So do, what's the plan? Is it just going to be three random units in the building or? The, yeah, I think it would have to be a ratio based on how many one bedrooms and two bedrooms we have. So gotcha. if we have 50% two right. bedrooms, then it'd have to be at least one of each. Right. Okay. Uh, so I think it goes by, yeah, the ratio. Of okay, but otherwise there'd be no difference in the unit. It's just one of the units, right? So. They can't be any different. They have to be identical, right? Yep, just making sure. Um, and then, you know, in general, I want to kind of agree more with where Dave is going. You know, it's a very efficiently laid out building. The renderings are nice. Uh, but then on the other side, looking at what I think 46 feet is, it's kind of dwarfing for that house next door and maybe across the street. So the height is touchy there uh you know I, I support more housing in general is three stories a better building maybe but it is a very efficient building and i don't see what more you could do with it in terms of how efficient everything is so that's my comments anyone else on the board i mean yeah have have you had any conversations with the vfw um have they shared any thoughts with you on on this at all being one of the direct neighbors or any of the butters actually any of the butters i should say yes we did have a neighborhood meeting in the basement of the vfw there were a number of neighbors from arounding there was no representative that at least made themselves known to us from the vfw uh, but they they had an event going upstairs so they may, they may have been busy. Yeah. How many people did you have, roughly? Um, Mike Colleen took uh, uh, an attendance and took some some notes. Um, so we uh, we do have that documented. Uh, I don't remember okay. how many, oh, but okay. it wasn't, it wasn't okay. one or two. There were at least a dozen. I'm going to oh. say a dozen people there. It okay. Was, no, no worries, Peter. I was just curious curious if you knew off the top of your head. And um, I'm going to just ask, I know for zoning, this will be, but um, uh, Molly and Marissa, in terms of, um, in terms of notice to neighbors, um, I'm assuming that would be because we're not doing the, um, we don't do the permitting here. So I'm assuming that's going to happen before they go to zoning, which I guess will be in. Uh... We, we did send postcards as a courtesy right. for this meeting. So we do have a few residents that are out here tonight. 
okay. uh, in attendance. But, and then of course um, we will do the ones before the ZBA hearing as well. Of course, okay. All right. Um, I guess, Angela, can I ask a quick question? Yes, please. Just, I mean, kind of, you know, kind of to Mike's point, and and the answer might just be no, there is no option. But like, has a three-story economically viable option been considered? Like, is there any way to do that, or is kind of the petitioner's position that they're just is no way to do that? Or is there a way that just maybe like you don't like as much, but like just kind of to get a full picture of the options here to the extent any exist, what would a three-story building that is financially viable look like? I, I, yeah, think, I, mean, I, think, I think it would be challenging. Back to you. But, but I, th I think a three-story building would be very challenging um, only because we would lose that whole you know, one whole uh, level of living space. Um, so essentially, you'd, you know, um, you'd have to fit more units in a much, much smaller space to make it, you know, economically feasible. So it's really just losing that whole top level, essentially, which would and be so the, in our 11 units. So the remaining units, the space than the 22 units, well, the numbers would change, but the units would all have to become smaller. Essentially. Could you give me the breakdown in units again? I mean, I probably have it on your thing here someplace. Um, there are 11 units per floor. Right. Three floors of residential. Right. So it, when you take out a, a floor uh, out of the four-story structure like this, you're, unfortunately, you're taking out the, le the, the most uh, viable floor because the cost of the foundation, the site work and, and roof material and roof work, elevator, stairs, all of that stuff now has to be amortized over um, a much smaller area. So you, you'd, be, you'd be taking 33% um, away, but it's, it's the least expensive of the 33% in the construction cost area. So um, in terms of your question, there are 11 units per floor. Mm -hmm. There's eight, there's eight one bedrooms, three two bedrooms. The 33 residential units and then the one commercial. Okay, so there is, uh, on each floor you're saying, there's, there's there are 11 units, that's eight one bedrooms yep, and three two bedrooms on each floor, correct? Yes. Okay, so, and then three floors of that is obviously, um, that's gonna give you what, 24 or, you know, 24, um, what? Yeah, the 24, at 24 that, one beds. And nine two beds. And nine two beds. Okay. Um, so have you, um, and it's, uh, so, um, Mikhail, uh, do, have you, 
have you built other buildings that are this dense with um, with you know one spot per unit? Yeah, we actually just we actually just recently um, completed a project in uh, in Chelsea um, where our office is located, and we did a um, a thirty three. We we converted a nursing home to a residential mixed use, similar to this. Yeah, um, yeah. Our office was actually put on the first floor, and then we had thirty three residential units above. And what we found is, and we kept the parking ratio at one to one. So um, for each residential unit, we had one parking spot, and then we had actually four off-street parking spots for our commercial unit. And what we found is that a lot of uh, the residents, because now the condo building's fully occupied, um, actually commute using public transportation. So during the day, I would say about half the spots still have a vehicle in them. And then the other half, people actually commute into work. And that's at that one-to-one -one ratio. So mm -hmm. 33 residentials to 33 parking spots. And I think even more so at this site, because of the proximity of the commuter rail, you'll see that as well. Um, the other thing we added was a bike rack, um, some bike storage area inside. And that helped out quite a bit too, because we find that some people actually commute um, on their bicycles and they have a place to store them that's covered. So I think that would be another factor something that we could potentially add if we haven't already to this development um, that would you know, entice people to, to use the bicycle in uh, less vehicular traffic. The one-to-one -one seems to work. Um, when you get up into like larger bedroom counts, I think like three bedrooms or four bedroom units, that's where you tend to see families and they sometimes they have two vehicles per family. But usually in the one and two bedroom count units, it's usually one vehicle. Um, you know, per unit that seems to work what we've seen in the past. That's how we kind of designed this building at that one-to-one -one ratio. Can I ask quickly, uh, I'm just gonna Google it for my own knowledge, the address of that Chelsea building? Yeah, you can check it, 932broadway.com is the uh, address, so you can check it out. Um, and that was a nursing home that we converted to a residential use. Uh, 932broadway.com is the, uh, you can take a look at the building and what it looked like. And we we only did one and two bedrooms in that building. So we didn't have any any three bedroom condominium units. It's all one and two bedrooms. Gotcha. I'm just trying to think like, you know, knowing a little bit about Chelsea, like how the transit options are analogous to where you are. Yeah, it is a little bit further from the train in that spot, huh? So yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's on the bus route though, they're on Broadway but yep. it's not, um, you know, with the Silver Line extension project that recently went in, it's, it's, it's in, it, you could walk, it's a little, it's maybe three or four blocks away, um, yeah. but yeah. the commuter rail, same thing. It's, 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 it's a little bit of a walk, but some people actually bike into the commuter rail. So they'll just take yeah. the bike down to Broadway and then catch the, uh, the commuter rail into town, into North Station from, from that location. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. Um... We're going to, um, whoever, anyone who's in the chat, we are going to open it up to public comment and we'll take, uh, Marissa will take questions with the raise hand button. So I'm not going to be um, working off the chat right now. However, we'll, we will be, um, everyone who wants to speak will definitely have a chance to speak. Um, just wanted to let you know that. Um, so clearly we're going to, we're going to be looking for some more in, in some more information on this. So we'll, we're going to, we'll see you um, back again. But in the meantime, I want to know if anyone else here tonight has another question for the board, from the board, pardon me. 
And if not, we can take some public questions. Is that a cue to open it up? I think so. Okay. Seeing no other. Sure, so anyone um, can voice public comment by using the raise your hand function and I will call on you. I have Irene Pepperberg first. Hey, Irene, well, I'm happy to have you talk. Could you please um, tell me where, what, where your address is, please? Okay, I live on 30 Curry Circle, which would be okay. right behind this thing. Got it, okay. Uh, we've already been fighting like crazy because of the congestion and the parking problems with the pot shop going on. Uh -huh. There is no parking in this area, nothing, okay? Zero. People who are going to come in with guest parking, there's nothing that you have for guest parking. You have no idea what to do about delivery trucks that will be coming in, the pollution from all these cars and delivery trucks and things like that. You are not taking any of that into account. The noise levels of just all these people around, okay? We are not Chelsea, okay? If I wanted to live in downtown Lynn or in Chelsea, I would have bought there. This is a residential community with maybe two family homes in this area. We are not set up for this, okay? We have been fighting like crazy to keep some kind of, I'm sorry, I'm so upset about this. We've been fighting for years just because of the congestion of the pot shop. And now you wanna put 33 units, okay? which is like, you know, 60 people probably, if not more, crammed into this area, okay, where we don't have any space. I mean, what are you gonna do about delivery trucks? What are you gonna do about the pollution of the cars going in and out? Okay, what are you gonna do about all that stuff? Just in our lungs, not to mention, you know, space. Thank you for your comments, Eileen. Um, Go ahead, um, Marissa, you can. Yes, so next and we have. Really, and it's really high. Yes, thanks. I mean, it's gonna be sunlight, gonna be everything us. You know, we, we don't have, we, we don't wanna live with these things. Thank you, Eileen, for your comments. I'm gonna move okay. on to the uh, next, um, the next participant. Yes, uh, Rick. Rick, can you give me your full name and address, please? Yep, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so I live at one and three Erie Street, the two family that's right across um, that Mike just walked by. Um, so yeah, so this is pretty concerning for us. Uh, me and my sister brought, bought this property in May of 2017 with the idea of raising our families in this property. Um, you know, and my wife is a nurse and she wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and her car is right out front. She drives to Boston Children's Hospital um, and there's always ample parking and parking right out front. My sister's a respiratory therapist. She switches off with my wife and she parks out front. She wakes up at five in the morning. And um, the idea of walking a half mile to get to their car, at, you know, this early in the morning is concerning for me as, um, as her husband and I'm sure my brother-in-law is really concerned as well. Um, but now that we have kids, right? I have a, a 10 month old, my sister has um, a six month old. The idea of playing in the yard with, you know, all this congestion, this foot traffic and this car traffic um, is just not appealing and not something that um, I thought of when we first purchased the house uh, about four and a half years ago. 
Um, I can't think of, you know, having my kids out there, um, you know, as cars pile out of the garage with their headlights facing my house and um, no longer having real sunlight hitting my house because um, this monstrosity of a structure is now ahead of it. Um, and I appreciate what Mikhail is saying, but I'm not banking on people not having cars. Uh, this is a very nice building. This is a very affluent town. Saying that people paying a premium to live in these apartments are going to all of a sudden start taking public transit to go to Whole Foods or stop and shop that seems unlikely. I'll say that just being in this city for some time. Um, so I, I'm hoping um, you know there's some reconsideration here. Thanks. Thank you, Rick. Okay, and I have uh, I don't Dove. I have DOV, I don't know if this is a full name, but um, you are allowed to talk. Oh, I think I, sorry, I muted, unmuted the wrong person. Uh, yeah, hi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess I noticed on the, on the, the plans, you know, the drawings. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Could I get your address, please? Address, please. Yeah. Uh, Dove Shazir, I'm at 20 Rock Avenue. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Right. Uh, Thank you. I, yeah, I noticed that on the on the roof, there's like two structures there. Uh, is that counted in as part of the height of the building, or is that additional? That is not included, is in, not included the in the height of the building. Okay. So the so so the building's going to be actually even higher. Can well, Can you tell us how much higher? Typically, we don't count chimneys and I don't know why I have such a bad um, echo here, but um, echo here, but at any rate, it, that's typically any rate, it's Right, right. Okay, but all right. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm not saying it matter. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm how, how high are these? How high are these uh, th extra things on the roof? Anyone? Yeah, Anyone? I'll get that. Yeah, I'll get that. Yeah. How how high are these uh, things on the roof? Oh, okay, got it. So one's about nine so feet high. Nine high. These, are, these are egress towers. E and then the elevator machine room is about 13 feet. But it's a small area of the footprint. So on the roof, it would be the equivalent of this stair and this elevator. And over here, just this stair. So it's a relatively small percentage of the overall footprint of the roof. And they're all, this is considerably back from the two street edges. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dov. Can we move on to another question or can I move on to the next uh, attendee? Okay, Marissa, why don't you go ahead?
Hi there. Uh, this is Jay Duffy. I'm at uh, 3 Boynton Street at the corner of Pine and Boynton. Um, we can we can see the structure from from where we are. Um, and, you know, we, we don't have objections to, you know, some development there, but but this is uh, well out of step with the character of this community and, and asks for extraordinary relief. Um, my family is concerned with the, the traffic, the noise, the garbage, runoff, parking, light, our property value, uh, <laughs> casting shadows, as, as uh, others have noted, this would be the, the tallest building, uh, residential building in, in the town. Um, and in the face of, of a lot of development going around in this area, um, you know, I, we, we, we have significant concerns with this and hope that folks will reconsider it. Um, as I said, we're not we're not against some sort of you know modest development there, um, and and I understand that there's there's issues with uh, construction costs and all the rest of that, but that might just mean that this doesn't work because um, you know as you can see there's there's significant uh, community um, engagement here, and um, and you know folks aren't just going to to roll over and and let. Uh, a building like this um, that is so well out of step with with our community um, come in with without us uh, engaging to the fullest extent. Um, so thank you for your time. And I also, um, Angela, is there? Uh, do I understand that this uh, this application will be reviewed again at the next planning board meeting? Yes, because we don't have enough information to make a recommendation. We're we're lacking some information on. Um, on some of the statistics that we require on the actual application itself in terms of uh, building coverage and open space specifically. And um, also need to, uh, we're looking for some more um, illustrations that, that uh, show the, the building in relation to the abutting properties. Um, also more information on the, um, the underground work, the drainage that's going on with the demolition of a building, a block down from there, as um, so that we can have a better understanding of what's going on in this coastal flood area and where how you know challenges are really of, of developing right next to Stacy's Brook, and um, we also want to get more information on uh, parking. Uh, so there were quite a few things that we that the petitioner said they'd be happy to. Um, together for us and we will need to review that before we can make a recommendation on site plan so yes okay. yeah that's, that's great to hear again. yeah that's great to hear well um i know the community is looking forward to digging into the application and bylaws a bit more and and uh yep. being, being even more engaged on the next round so thank you thanks jay um marissa anyone else have their hand up yes uh richardson um, I'm promoting them to panelists. They must have gotten a panelist invitation. Um. Hello, um, Chad Richardson, 5 Erie Street. Hello, Chad, go ahead. Um, I want to just restate um, the points made by Jay and Rick earlier. Um, we're residents uh, right across the street from the garage door of this. Additional points that we want to add in. Um, just I think the, the parking's an issue, hit on that. The height in uh, relation to the other buildings around here, I think uh, just being able to see the top of it out of our windows is already uh, something that we're uh, playing with what that would look like in relation to the other buildings around here. Um, 
Additionally, just um, the lack of privacy, even from the roof deck was kind of addressed on how they would approach that, but having people much higher than our own uh, spaces and being able to look into our yards is just a different fuel than this neighborhood has. And uh, the lack of green space. I think uh, Swamp Scott takes a lot of pride in the trees that we ensure are in our areas and the amount of green space that we do have in this town. And that doesn't seem to be in, uh, in account with the designs put forward today. Thank you. Okay, Ken. Yeah, sorry, I was on mute. I didn't realize. Uh, Ken Quigley. This is Betty Johnson from 14 Erie Street. Betty um, Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm actually with a friend because he was an engineer and I wanted some of his That's advice. Fine. As concerned, and I oh. did some. I did, I'm sorry. Did you say 14 Erie? Yes. Okay, thank you. Go right ahead. So as you know, I'm the only house that actually abuts this building. And I'm seriously concerned about all the privacy laws. We have a building there that no one's been there at nights or weekends. Now we're going to have 17 apartments on my side with lights on all the time, noise when the windows are open, a roof deck. The building goes too far out to the street sidewalk. We're not going to be able to see oncoming traffic to back out of our driveway. When we drive down Erie Street, the sight line to turn onto Pine is going to be an issue. Um, you're really talking 50 something feet when you add these units on top of the roof. It's just way too much for the neighborhood. And I've been there for 25 years paying taxes. I didn't sign up to have this kind of building next to me. I don't mind something going there, but this is way too much. Thank you, Betty. Okay, and we have Cesar. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Cesar, what's your last name? Yep. I'm uh, 27 Pine Street. So my house is right in front of kind of uh, the corner of Erie and Pine. So I have concerns just like everyone else about the size of the building. Um, it's gonna obviously cast a shadow over my house, um, take the very little sunlight that I get anyways, as well as gonna increase the traffic and the headlights coming into my living room. So I have a big concern about that. And with the increase in traffic it makes me worried because I have two little girls and just people already fly down the street. So I can only imagine an additional minimum 33 extra cars. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. And I think that's it. Okay. So if there's no one else in the audience, then we can um, close that portion of, um, close the public comment portion. And what I'd like to recommend is that we just review the, uh, issues we're not you know making a recommendation tonight I, what we're doing based on our discussion is reviewing the um, items we discussed earlier and 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 just confirming the information that you will put together for us for I'm guessing that it'll be uh, in January so that we can um, we can make a thorough uh, 
recommendation for the Zoning Board of Appeals. Um, are, we're, um, I want to, I can, we can certainly put a letter together and we'll all have, I'll work with, um, I can work with uh, Molly and Marissa to do that, to make sure we itemize everything that we um, would still like to, um, um, the information that and the details that we'd like to get from you, the, all the, you know, Hale uh, and the whole team, um, so that we can have, uh, you know, we can have more robust information to, to make a, um, a strong recommendation. Um, so, to that end, I'd like to recommend that we continue this until our January meeting, if that's um, agreeable. Yes, I think that makes sense. And so if that's the case, can we, uh, I don't know that we need to vote on that, perhaps we do, but. Um, we can make a motion and then just to confirm the January meeting, Angela, it would be the 10th if we yeah. stick with the um, second Monday of the month. Yeah. Did you wanna relist the things the planning board is looking for or? Um... Sure. And okay. I can go through that again. Um, so just I'll go, I'll start from the, start from the beginning. So um, we wanted to talk about a traffic plan. So we had, um, it mentioned that the um, that there would be that you did not have a traffic plan currently, but you were putting some information together. So we'd like to have we'd like to see a traffic plan. Um, we would like to um, talk about the uh, confirm with DPW the nature of the excavation that's going on um, uh, down at the end of the block at the former CNL site and um, find out what the issues are right now with excavating right next to Stacy's Brook, um, the, the culvert that runs under, underground there and get more information on that so we can inform our discussion about drainage on around the site. Um, the other issue regarding the neighborhood character and social structures is that we'd like to have some illustrations of the building, some of your, um, the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the layout, the actual uh, the streetscape and so forth that, that shows it in relation to the abutting properties from various angles. So we can um, really see the sight lines and, and understand the, 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 um, the, the difference between the angle of, of the sight line from the top of current buildings to the top of this buildings. Um, and let's see, we already know what the, what's out of compliance with the zoning bylaw. That's one of the things we're supposed to talk about. Um, you know, we, so we talked about the traffic study. We'd also want to look at um, uh, some more data on, um, on parking and understand that, um, you know, if, you know, what's reasonable to consider in terms of overflow parking and where those cars would go. Um, I think if I had any other notes here, I'll just review as I was scribbling stuff down all over the place. Uh, um, right, so we were talking about in terms of traffic, the number of trips a day, uh, talked about the parking. And the, the the issues of the building being out of scale and the um, 
know, give, doing a, a, a fulsome illustration of the building in context. Oh, I know what the other thing was. It was to fill out the rest of the dimensional requirements that are on the application. Do all those calculations in terms of landscaping and in terms of lot exact lot coverage. Um, that, did anyone else have something that I missed? <clears throat> um, that being said, why don't we um, why don't we take a vote to continue then to our January tenth meeting? Uh, can I get a motion, please? A motion for continuance for January tenth meeting. Yes. And a second. Anybody? Second. Okay. And um, all in favor? Aye. Said obviously. Aye. You, aye. you made the motion, Mike. Uh, Bill. Bill and Aye. David. Okay, Aye. and Dave. Aye. Okay. So that would conclude um, hearing on this tonight. Thanks very much to everybody for uh, conversation. It's you know really important that we flesh these things out, and I appreciate everyone's input. The petitioner, the uh, all of you to, to be here. Um, and uh, and all of the all of the, uh, the neighborhood people who joined in and and, and voiced mm -hmm. their thoughts as well. So I thank everyone for their participation. Well, we thank you very much for your time, all all of you. Thank you. All right. Well, um, in that case, I'm going to just move on quickly to uh, talking about the planning board meeting dates for uh, 2022. And then I don't think we really have anything else on our agenda tonight. But uh, I'll just, um, we can just get this into the minutes. And um, so it was January 10th, February 14th, March 14th, April 11th, May 9th, June 13th, July 11th. August 8th, September 12th, October 11th, because the 10th is Columbus Day, November 14th, and December 12th. Those are my proposed um, dates. If you have any huge conflicts or something I didn't know about, just let me know. Uh, I am just checking. I said, oh no, that was ZBA. Um, Yes, okay. If, yeah, if no one has any conflicts, I'll make sure that I can get those dates to the clerk. Okay. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? Yeah. <laughs> I know, well. So romantic. The next day, I did think of that for all you lovebirds out there, but um, it just, you know, always, look, I I happen to agree. I just figured, you know, we got to the Monday, so if you guys want to push it to the next day, I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> although that might run into school vacation week hold on mm -hmm. okay so, yeah the 21st yeah, is I'm president's day you can push it to the following week if you want i'm fine with noodling that around I and mean, we certainly have this is the time to do it if we're going to do it um, um, oh go ahead Dave. first well i was gonna say the 21st is president's day so i don't think it's a ah, can't do that either. Yeah. move it plus it's cheaper to go on not valentine's day so just like do it surprise early you know As extra points as the one oh, romantic. 
I'm a no. little hesitant to ask my wife to put both kids to bed on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's just that's doing the 15. Why don't we just do the 15? Yeah, yeah, could we do could we do a Tuesday instead that month? I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I already have the ZBA scheduled for that day. Oh, you're right. But that's a special hearing for Elm Place, right? Uh, January 11th is the special hearing for Elm Place. February 15th is the regular February hearing of the ZBA because of the vacation week on the 20th. Oh, of the vacation week. Could you tell them that they're messing up our schedule here? But we could I do can it, ask we can if, break with tradition and do it the previous week. If you want to do that, that's okay with me. I can also ask the ZBA if they want to, is there, oh no, there's no fourth. There's no like yeah, later. February, Tuesday, February. We could do it, for example, on February 8th, which would be like the second Tuesday in February. Or, or, or the 7th. The 7th, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I'll, I'll as long as push HDC. I don't really have HDC, but I can push them to like the third or something we I can cover it, Marissa too we're all fine yeah we'll make it work we'll divide okay. and conquer so why don't we see one to the seventh let's do I it I have a conflict on the seventh but that's just me and I'm more than happy you know not a big oh, deal he's, he's just like look I'm not coming at the meeting that night <laughs> <laughs> right. no it's no big deal but um yeah the first Monday of the month I have conflicts but if that's the only day that works for everyone else I totally respect and get that I'm okay with either day, seven or eight. So whatever you guys want to do. And yeah, like if I'm the only one who is opposed to Valentine's Day, then I know you're not the only one. You're, no, not you're not the only one, Dave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's all good. So why don't we do? Um, if we can all make the eighth, we'll do the eighth. Tuesday the eighth. Yeah, if everybody can make that date, we have the flexibility. We'll just do it that day. Yeah. Okay. Let's make it the eighth. Right. See, Thank that's you. how much we want you to come, Ted. <laughs> Good. All right. So that takes care of that. Um, what was the October date again? Was that with the Monday after eleventh? I bumped it because of um because of uh, Columbus Day. Columbus Day so is the tenth. You'd want to do it the eleventh and not the seventeenth. Yeah, I don't want to get too okay. close to the zoning. Zoning okay. meeting. I'd rather do that Tuesday, give us some time and he, God knows what's gonna be on the agenda. Did you already skip the town meeting for May? Yeah, I figured in May, well, all I know about is May. So in May, it's early enough that it, we should be fine. You should be fine. Town meeting is normally the third week of right. May. But you know, I can't speak for the other town meetings that could happen next year. You just never no, know. We have a big roulette in our office that we just, yeah, I mean, this is the first year in my many years of, of going to town meeting that we've got three. This is this is a doozy year for, for me. So, <laughs> bonus town meeting. All right, Speaking guys. So town meeting. I will try and send uh, either after over Christmas when I have some quiet time in the office to continue working on this some zoning bylaw change drafts because it'll be upon us before we know it. If anyone has any like comments or questions or um, thoughts on any of the right. things that, that I think you saw previously, feel free to just send me a direct email um, okay. as I work okay. on stuff. All right, thank you all very much. I think that's it. Any other issues, anything, anybody, anything anyone needs to speak of before we adjourn? 
All you guys uh, who want to go watch no. the Patriots game. <laughs> I had a question. I had a, I had a question on Elm yes. Place, and it, it sure. and it's just a, it. what happened at the zoning meeting. It got pushed oh. to February. Uh, they're just in the. They're just continue. going through it. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of peer reviews that are on ongoing, so those have not concluded yet. So the zoning board wants to see those. Um, so namely you know, utilities, they, and then they asked for an architectural one as well. Yeah. So, um, but they're very kind of methodically going through, you know, the the categories that we have review over per the you know Mass General Law. So I thought Mark did a really good job, kind of setting out the process and how they're going to go through it. Uh, nice. The recording should be online pretty yeah. soon, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put that on when I'm trying to put Benny down for a nap. <laughs> no, it's good, good, uh, yeah, good, good nighttime material. No, that's not Mark's meetings. They're very, I'm sure, they're very exciting. All right, guys. Um, then I'll let you all go. Um, you can just vote to adjourn and say good night. Holidays, everyone. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Whatever you are. Remember Town Hall this Saturday is the parade and there are gingerbread oh, nice. houses and fun things. And I will be there with a small child. Yeah, so, I'm biased, yay. but there's a very there's a very cute beach themed gingerbread house at Town Hall right now. Oh, so it cute. is really cute. I can confirm this. And we have like three yeah. wave one, two, wait, wait. Yeah, Dave. Mike and, and Molly all have the little petite ones, and then Ted's got one on the way. Oh boy. Really? And we're going to have like a board full of babies. Soon enough. Yeah, we've been, been called worse. <laughs> all right, guys. Listen, um, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate. I hope it's happy and safe, and they'll or maybe see you out at the parade or something. And we don't need to we don't need to vote do the whole thing. No, nope, just motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Awesome. Good. 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 Good